What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the second episode of our regular podcast for The Love of Cinema. This is episode 275B, where we will now discuss our thoughts on Father Stew. With you for that discussion, just Grayson and Roger. For the episode of Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming trailer talk, check out episode 275A, posted on Tuesday, 426. Roger, let's jump into Father Stew, baby. Let's look at the tomato meter as tradition now dictates. The tomato meter of 43%. Not, mm-hmm. not great, Bob. But an audience score of 95. Just, yeah, I can, I can see why. Yeah, no, definitely can see why. <laughs> definitely can see why. Let's get into some particulars, shall we? So this is a – this I do a little bit of research on this, but this is a love child between Mel Gibson and – uh, Mark Wahlberg, who have been trying to, Mark's been trying to get this off the ground for quite some time, and he met Mel, also another devout Catholic, who also had passion for this guy, who knew this guy was, and wanted to help tell this story. All right, Mark Wahlberg is uh, Father Stu Long, Mel Gibson, Billy Long, his father, Jackie Weaver is Kathleen Long, his, his playing his mother, and Teresa Ruiz is Carmen, his love interest, and also Ma- Malcolm McDowell, directed by, directed and written. By Rosalind Ross, who is Mel Gibson's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. And yeah, she's like in her twenties. So <laughs> good for you, buddy. Good for you. Yeah. So what's going on, with Father Stu? Roger, tell us. So Father Stu is an interesting movie. Um, it follows the, uh, well, I guess it's bio, bi- it's a bi- uh, biographical film about Stuart Long, who is a, a former boxer in uh, Montana. Um, who quits boxing when um, he's having some some negative body effects, moves out to L.A. or Hollywood to become a star, ends up working in a, um, in a grocery store at the meat counter um, while doing acting jobs, meets up with this lady, Carmen, who turns, becomes his love interest, who has no, no inkling of wanting to be with him because of who he is and she says that she's a devout Catholic and is saving herself for marriage and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, he starts going to church because of that. And one night he is, you know, going through this whole part, like around Lent about giving up stuff and um, says he's going to give up alcohol and things like that. And it leads to some weird scenario where like the next night, the next scene we see him, he's back in a bar doing shots and, he meets this guy who very much looks like somebody who looks like Jesus and, you know, basically tells him that, you know, he's special and needs to get his body, get everything right and blah, 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 and to not drive home. And he uh, wrecks his motorcycle, probably should have died because he gets run over by another car after he wrecks his motorcycle. So, um, well, he has like a hallucination while he's drifting out of consciousness about seeing the uh, what uh, Mary? Yeah, Mary. And who tells him that he can't die in vain? That he has to make something better of himself, and he survives. And you know, starts his recovery with uh, meets his father up again, who's Mel Gibson in this movie, and they have a shit relationship anyway. And the story kind of goes from there, and ends up leading to him becoming a priest or going through the phases of becoming a priest, and. As a very rough around the edges uh, individual, it's it's an interesting story that unfortunately just doesn't play out the way you think it, or not the way you think it is. It doesn't. The movie's not good as good as it could be. 
I think is a better way to put it. Um, there's all the makings here of a, you know, potential like tearjerker Oscar winner, like that sort of stuff. And it's just kind of broken up into pieces that don't quite fit together correctly. So I agree. I agree. It's just one of those movies that I'm not quite sure works uh, fully. I mean, it works in pieces. Like the ending's great. I think the ending's incredible. I really truly do. Um, but the rest of the movie, like at some points I'm like all in and it's cool. And other parts I'm just like, eh, whatever, you know, it's kind of lame. I don't get it. Right. So. Well, I mean, the, there are some very powerful, as you'd guess from a movie like this, from the Easter movie, you know, dealing with faith and belief and whatnot. There's some very powerful scenes when taken out of, you know, when looked at broken down is I love the scene where he's, I mean, I thought, the scene where you mentioned where he's had the accident on his motorcycle and you know, that's a great scene when like she comes to him and tells him and, and he's like, he's barely, he's barely in consciousness. And that's a great scene, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the ending is also incredibly powerful. Uh, even the end when, um, when Mel dances with his, with his uh, old wife again, and that was beautiful, like beautiful ending, mm-hmm. beautiful way to send that off. Uh, I'm just not sure that, the movie itself worked as a whole. And I'm not sure it was. And the thing, Mark Wahlberg and Mel aren't the problem. No, because they're both real there. I mean, Mel is, he steals the scene and every time he's in the scene, he steals it completely. Even from Mark Wahlberg, he steals the show every single time, which I mean, I expect from Mel because Mel's one of the best actors, but I mean, not, not to say that Mark Wahlberg isn't great. He is great. He's fantastic. It's just the way he plays his character is always so, it's always just full go, full go, balls to the wall, full go. You know what I mean? It's just – I don't know if that was always necessary of the of the role. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, I don't know. You're not wrong. But, but I mean, so let's talk about his boxing career for a second. Let's not good. About, he's not I, – I think the mom describes it the best or someone, I forget who described, I think it is his mother of you're, you're still looking for sponsorship when most guys boxing are looking to wind it down in their careers, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is a very good line. I think you should be at the end and you're just starting, <laughs> which is great. I mean, he is a full go. He is a full go tilt guy. So, um, yeah, that's, I thought that was one of the better lines of the movie, but, uh, I did, I did like certain things. I did love certain parts of this movie. For example, I love like the camera work in this movie. I love it's always so up close, always so personal, but this is an up close and personal story though, too. That's why that's what makes sense to me is it's one of those stories that has to be kind of up in your face close all the time. It's a very yeah. intimate story, especially, yeah, especially with father Stu is he, I mean, he goes through major life crises and comes out the other end, a changed guy comes out through multiple, multiple, tumultuous things in his life and still comes out believing having the belief in god and you know he he legitimately thinks god spoke to him to put him on this journey i mean to the point so when he's having a conversation with the blessed mother mary while he's flipping it out of consciousness and he's like is this the best your son has got so am i afraid in a little bit of fire (laughs) as he's like legitimately got run over by a car. Like, I think dude, that's it. I think that's an incredible scene. I really do. He's like, I ain't afraid of a little bit of fire. And, you know, he fights his way back and, you know, is able to walk again and basically makes a full recovery when he probably should have died. 
just to have something else happen to him, and then something else on top of that. And it's just like this dude went through this trial in life to become this very special, like beloved uh, priest. And he has a just a different background from most folks, and it's it's an interesting story. But unfortunately, I don't think they do a very good job of telling it. Like it's just all over the place at some points. So That's, I don't know. I, I don't. The know religious. I think honestly, the religious part of this movie is the best part of the movie. And I listen. I've never been the guy that during my time on this show that types or you know hypes up most of these you know in your face religious films. But this, this doesn't really feel that way. This one to me feels like a guy who's on his own personal journey to get to know the Lord and you know the trials that it comes through. Whether you're into that sort of stuff or not, it's an interesting take on that with a man who doesn't exactly you know fit the bill of a priest, right? No, you're right. I mean, he definitely does not fit the bill of a priest, but that's what makes the movie so. That's the stick here. Yeah. Is how does this guy become the priest? Swears too much, drinks too much, chain smokes. This dude I'm, rules. I love when he tells the kids he's giving up porn for Lent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, giving up sex or porn, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just the comedy works well when it when it does hit. Um, one thing I did appreciate again is Mel Gibson. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that enough because again, he steals the show every time he's in a scene. Mel steals it. It's it's his, it's his scene every time. Well, I mean, we do have the story about how their son, their six or five or six year old son at the time, got killed. You know, and that's what really drove this family like tore it to pieces. So, like, that's definitely part of this too. That, but that's that all goes hand in hand with the story of why he's doing what he's doing, why he's looking for meaning, because there's got to be meaning, right? There has to be meaning. Yes. So, got to be meaning for everything. Um, I, let's talk about the Malcolm McDowell character for a second. All right. What did you think of those exchanges? I think they're great. Like when he storms into his office and was like, why did you with a rejection letter? I think that's cool. And I really appreciated the scene at the end where he's like, I had one more fight left in me too. Like, I think that that was cool. I really think that's cool because that's something that really did happen too. I went and looked it up afterwards. So I like that was pretty awesome. Well, it gives, I mean, there's authenticity there. And I think when people know there's authenticity in some of these scenes that are real, it, it, it makes for a better, I think it makes for a better movie. It makes for a more enjoyable experience. Cause you know, you're not watching something that's hundred percent made up. You're watching something that actually did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love those Malcolm McDowell scenes. Yeah. Um, I was talking to one person who really didn't, who really kind of had an issue with them. Uh, I don't see why they're an issue. I think if they weren't in there, the movie would have suffered quite a bit. And of course, you know, Malcolm McDowell is also a very good actor. <laughs> so it, it really kind of helps. And he's a different kind of actor than Mark Wahlberg. It, it kind of helped bring the intensity down a few notches for at least yeah. a few scenes. Sure. Because Wahlberg's a pretty intense actor when he wants to be. And Stu is one of those intense people that, Man, oh man, he's just when he wants to be, he is very. He just go, 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 and there's all go, no stop in him, which I can appreciate. But I mean, it's it's a little much for an audience, I think, to really kind of just be on that ride all the time. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with that. Sure, it's a, it's a weird path to take for some of this part of the movie. So let me ask you a question: Do you think this movie could have benefited from being a little longer? Yes, legitimately. How like, much? I would have loved more stuff with, like, the prisoners and stuff like that. Like, that prison scene, man, that's good. 
it's powerful. It re- it works and it works well. Yeah. Um, it's something you don't see very often. You know, so no. something you just you just movies that go or stories that are told in they don't do that very often, and it's nice to see it once in a while. Yeah, it's weird that I'll, I will ask for a movie to be longer. <laughs> um, I really do think it would help develop the story a little bit more too. Like I would have loved to see some more interactions with him, you know, as he was getting to the end of his seminary school was, you know, especially between him and his dad, Mel Gibson's character, how like he basically, you know, got him to turn his life around too, um, which is a great underlying story in this whole thing. You know, and he, he's bad when he ends up in AA and he said that he's doing it for his son. And I think, wow, you know, this guy has been just a terrible person the whole time. And, you know, he's got his reasons, don't get me wrong, and I understand it, but to see him actually making the, the cognizant choice to move forward and get help is a big deal. So, I agree good for him. 100%. I definitely agree with that. Um, let's talk about the the love interest. Can we talk about his mustache for a minute? Sure. Strong. It's Strong. I, I, you're a big fan of facial hair. I, I know this. Yeah. So... Let's talk about the. Let's talk about how he meets Carmen for a second. Carmen, sure. He goes out to actor at Hollywood to become a big actor, mm-hmm. and he ends up meeting. And ends up in an infomercial. <laughs> he ends up being an infomercial, but he also ends up meeting Carmen, who is very devout in her religion. Just led him to the church. Led him to the church. Led him to be baptized, which I thought was a great scene too. When. His dad's like, what are you doing? He's like, I want to be baptized. And he kind of stared at him like... He's like, aren't you an atheist? What? Aren't you an atheist, you idiot? Um, yep. Yeah, that's... That's where Mel shines, though, is when is when he's just kind of puzzled. Mm-hmm. He's like, what are you doing, my son? I know you. You're not this person. So, I mean, that's the transformation, though, of Father, of Father Stu, though, of course. That it's, you know, it's... Who else do you think could have done this story, you think? I don't know. I think Wahlberg does a good job at it. I mean, I think there could be a handful of people that could have been his dad, but I'm happy it was somebody like Mel. You know, for as you know, as shitty as Mel's run has been lately, the last couple of things that I've watched him in have been good. You know, like the dude can still act. He just got to get his. He's got to get his mind right. So, well, I don't. I mean, I don't have a. He's always been able to act. I don't have a problem with that. It's. I mean, I think people need to let go of what happened years ago and just kind of let maybe just like accept him for who he is at this point. Like, I mean, as an actor, a quality actor is what I'm saying. Um, his personal things or whatever, you know, whatever. Well, he could use a little bit of atonement. I'm just saying, (laughs) of course. But again, I say this all the time, but in the late eighties, early nineties, there was no bigger actor in Hollywood than Mel. Like he was, no, not at all. He's, he was on the top of the world on fire. Uh, then he, then he kind of lost it, but that's why he's my, you know, that's why he's one of my favorites because he's just, he brings a certain quality to the role that quality, sorry, a quality to the, to each role he does that you don't, you just don't see very often. You don't see the, you don't see the expressions in the young actors like that, or most actors, you don't, he brings his a game every time he's in a role. Yeah. And, and always, right. I've always appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, he's got some really good scenes like with them together when he goes back into the trailer and he's passed out, <laughs> On the floor with a gun, a gun in his hand, gun in his man, hand, and a cigarette cool. in his mouth. That's a good scene. Yeah, I mean, it's it shows it's depressing you. as hell, but man, it's it's important. It certainly is important. So, yeah, I mean, that's all. That's all in the story of telling a father stew, though. Is you need mm-hmm. to. His father is integral in this story. You've got to have the father, of course. Yeah, um, I mean, get his redemption too. 
and I hope it was better for him in the end because it looks like he had a hard run there too. So, Did you stay for after the credits? I watched it for a few minutes where you saw like the interviews and stuff. I thought those were really interesting because, again, it helps you connect that it's a real person. It's a real – someone, some real guy. Well, I mean we've talked about it at length sometimes with autobiographical movies. Like I want to see that stuff at the end. You know what I mean? Like I want to see these things, like how these people turned out. I mean obviously we know Stuart died. Spoiler, Stuart dies because um, he has a crippling, crippling disease, very similar to uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, where his body basically starts to atrophy around him. Isn't it muscular dystrophy? Uh, no, no, it's a different kind of thing. Okay. Not not entirely different though, but um, but it, it's bad, you know, and it, it'll it'll take his life. And you know, he's told relatively early on, like you have a zero point zero percent chance of survival. There is no cure to this. So, you know, as if everything in his life hadn't been bad enough. <laughs> you know, he finally he finally found his path to God and was becoming like really good at what he did. And you know, this is the last last test that he had the last trial by fire i guess if you want to go all biblical so so why do you think Wahlberg and gibson are both so attracted to this story in general well you said they're passionate about it. you know they're with their their devout catholics and you know maybe this is an interesting guy that maybe they knew him or you know knew the story of him when he was still still alive and wanted to give him his due and and that's okay no i'm, I'm always happy to when people have a passion project and get behind something that they're they like and want a story to tell. I do wish this movie was a little bit better because I think it could have been great, and it's it's not anywhere near that. So, which is a shame because you got the talent. I mean, you got the story too, man. You got the story. You got the story, and you have the talent, and you have the money behind it. It's it is a shame when it's not better. I wonder how much. I wonder how much this is on the cutting room floor, though. Again, I, I bet you there's a three hour cut of this movie. But I mean, ten more minutes would have improved this movie a lot. I mean, like my favorite scene in this whole movie is when he's in confessional with the other priest. And he's talking to him about how much he was like, he never still doesn't like him, but you know, he respects everything that he did. And like, that's a real strong, powerful, emotional scene. Cause like he's crying, you know what I mean? And it's just, I think that scene works in any movie and it's, it's really good here. And this movie could have been full of moments like that. And it just doesn't let it, it doesn't let the flower bloom enough. You know what I mean? They, they glossed over certain things that would have helped the story. They fast-forwarded through other parts, and they focused on um, some stuff that I was just like, why does this even matter, you know? But well, who knows? It does matter. I mean, it, there, there, there is a gold nugget here within, within the sifted, you know, non-gold stuff. It's just how to find it. That's the problem. I mean – yep. I really thought the Malcolm McDowell was good. You need that guy to bring it back down to a grounded, less intense level for at least a little while. Sure. I mean, I, I'm, I don't know anything about the real father Stu, So I don't know how, what kind of person he was. I'm not, see, I'm not convinced that Wahlberg was the right choice to play this. Now it was Wahlberg's passion project. So he was going to play it regardless. And I, and I understand that. Maybe a di- I mean, we just talked about um, the secrets of Dumbledore, um, Johnny Depp and Mads Mikkelsen being mm-hmm. both very different Grindelwalds, extremely sure. different versions of the same the same character. One is really kind of 
in your face and intense. And the other one's more subdued, more methodical, more think things out. And it's okay. two very different approaches. And I wonder how a different approach to this movie would have been taken because it's one thing if Mark Wahlberg just was playing it and didn't have any, he didn't have any money or producer credit, but he has all that stuff in the stake of the movie. What are you thinking? We need a gritty father Stu reboot. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think we need oh. a gritty father Stu reboot. Um, <laughs> one thing I hope we see more of, and I know this is me just perhaps wishful thinking is I really hope that Mark Wahlberg sees, at least he knows, or someone's told him or he knows, or, you know, how good him and Mel Gibson work as a father son unit. And sure, yeah, it worked out real good. Well, it worked out good in this. Like that in what, Daddy's Home? Yeah, Daddy's Home too. It's just, for as silly as that movie was, there's some great moments between father and son. And those two, I think, really work. And I, I mean, it's the, the, the fact that, you know, Mark wanted to make this movie and was the driving force behind it and then also sought out Mel says, I mean, they got to be boys. At least a little yeah. bit in real life, they got to be buddies. Well, I got to know each other, sure. Like, That's I mean, okay. you know they've gone to the bar a few times and thrown back a couple. You know they have. Right, definitely, which would be a lot of man be, to be a fly on the wall in those conversations. Whoa, mama! Whoa, um, mama! He says, <laughs> "How do you? What do you? How, how do you feel about the romance in this movie? Where it ends? Where it I goes? Where weird. it ends? But like, I like the idea of her being there at the uh, at his like uh, ceremony to become a priest or whatever. I appreciated that very much. You know, I thought like I was. It works." You know what I mean? I kind of, I mean, Carmen's an interesting character. Well, but she's also, there's so much in Carmen's character that is, is told by her reactions, not even dialogue reactions, more Mm -hmm. or less facial reactions. And I really appreciate that too. The subtlety behind that kind of way to play character. I appreciate that because it's up to you and the audience to extract from her face, what she's trying, what the director is getting her to tell you about her character. Okay. And I appreciate yeah. that. I do. And I, I'm not quite sure it was sunshine and rainbows for very long in their life. I think it was only for a little while. And then, sure. you know, maybe she was mentally checked out for a while, but again, I like, I like a lot of things in this movie. <sighs> See, this is, where, this is where my emotion gets the better of me when saying it should have been better when it absolutely should have been. It, it, and I'm going to score this movie a little higher, I think, than it deserves. Okay. Um, well, we're not quite there. Well, maybe another I'm sorry, are we ready to go there right now? Not a minute or two. Um, a few, we have to talk about a few more things. What did you not like about this movie, Roger? Let me ask you that. Um, I think the character development's pretty weak. We don't hear enough about what the rift between his family is. Obviously, that his younger brother had died. Um, I would have liked to see more part of that story. It actually would help build up the uh, the father mother story a little bit better. Um, help me understand where they're coming from. I would like a little bit more into Carmen's background and things like that. Um, but what we get of Carmen, I'm good with. Like when he meets her family, like I'm okay with that too. But that's a cool story. But like I think this movie needed 15, maybe even 20 minutes more. Um, we watch him basically you know, waste away over a short amount of time. I would love to see some more of that in between of him, you know, becoming closer to God, you know, in his own words, you know, as he he honed his craft, I would like to see, I would have seen a little bit more at the end where, you know, people are lined up to, to see father Stuart for confessional and things like that. I think that would have been awesome. You know, I I, I would have loved a little bit more closing 
Um, even we have one more scene between him and his dad. I'd have been okay with that. I I, re- I wanted more Mel Gibson. Like the last that. thing could have been, excuse me, his dad taking confessional. I think that would have been incredible. Don't I, you think that would have been awesome? I was waiting for that actually, and we didn't. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get that in the end, but I did. I, did. I do I, think we would have benefited from more father son time. Sure. Because it's just in a movie like this, it, the feel good parts are what you want. That's what you walk away from the movie with. That's what you remember. The fuzzy feelings is, are what you want in a movie like this. So, I mean, it wasn't, I thought it odd. We didn't get more of that given, given the subject of the movie and what they're trying to accomplish by releasing this movie on Easter weekend. I'm yeah. surprised. I'm surprised we didn't get more of that. It's kind of a I'd, conundrum to me, actually. I've been good with it. I, I just, it could have benefited from a little more. And the mother too, Jackie Weaver. Um, I think she was really good. Under, underutilized? Very underutilized, but also offset well by Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, they, sure. they did a good job, especially because they had a couple of great moments together. Because look, well, Towards the end, of course, when you can see there's some sort of reconciliation happening. Well, I mean, <laughs> they lost one son pretty early and then their other son was kind of a lost soul for a long time and almost died and you know, he had a major problem with drinking and it just, but her life couldn't have been easy. I mean, I'm just, I'm not saying anything by that. I'm just saying like, look at what she's been through. You know, she, she loses the child early. Her second one's kind of all over the place. Her husband's not the best guy. I mean, she didn't have the easiest time of it. I wish we'd have seen, I wish we'd have gotten things. I like where we ended things with her and with her and the father, you know, kind of having that dance again that they, that they wanted, that they needed. Sure. That was one of those moments I loved. Oh yeah. I know you did. Especially, come on. There's so much this movie. I mean, even the music I love, it's just the music works when it shouldn't work as well as it does. And I don't know how much of this is given the fact that, that Mel's girlfriend wrote and directed this. I wonder how much input Mel had on a lot of these creative decisions. I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. I figure him and uh, him and Wahlberg got together for this, right? I would, I would imagine he had a lot more. He had a lot more creative input than Wahlberg wanted him to have, given that Mel Gibson was not a producer on this. I don't think he was a producer on this, Um, and Mark was a producer. So I don't. It's just so okay. Let me ask you another kind of an indirect question about Mark Wahlberg. When you see Mark Wahlberg movie coming up, is this the kind of movie you want from him? Like with 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 him in it, I should say. Um, I don't really have a problem with him playing this character. Like I said, I just wish it was a little bit of a better movie. Because I mean, listen, if this is a great movie, I would be like, hell yeah, give me more of these. Because I mean, listen, we've seen Wahlberg be excellent. I mean, there are some. What is the the fighter? Yeah, he's great in that. Excellent movie, and man, like he can be great, and he can also be a fucking corn cob. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd like to see him in more roles like this that require emotional depth. But like again, I'd like to see a more subdued version of Mark Wahlberg. I'd like to see one that's not so like in your face all the time, Boston accent or Philly accent. I'd like to see that. I really would. Because yeah. because like let's just we don't get that very often. Do, do, do we? Do, I don't think we've ever gotten that. Have, have, have we? No, I don't think so. But I mean. We're, we're going from a guy who's had multiple Academy Award nominations, you know? Like, he can do this. Let him do it. Give him 
you know, but I mean, that's all the thing. He's got to not work in four Transformers movies. <laughs> well, that's that again. That's I mean, that's unfortunate for him that we're we're putting that in his con list. But yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I. So I'm looking at. We didn't. I didn't watch an in, Infinite. The, I did not either. The Amazon thing. I think it's Amazon. Oh, Joe Bell. On Amazon, was kind of like this actually. Um, he lost. He loses a son. Who comes out to his parents, and his parents are very. They kind of treat it like it's a phase instead of who their son is, and mm-hmm. it pushes him away. His son bullied at school. He ends up taking his own life, and Joe Bell is walking across the country to tell his story to people to help tone for, because he knows he made the mistake of not accepting his son for who he was. That's more of a father stew role than I guess um, we, I didn't even think of that, but everything, I mean, Spencer confidential um, mile 22, all the money in the world. Daddy's home too. even, I mean, transformers, obviously Ted Deepwater horizon Patriots day. It's Deepwater all horizons. Okay. But it's, it's still Mark Wahlberg being Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? But like, how would you look at instant family? Was that Mark Wahlberg or is that something, or is that closer to Joe or to father Stu than anything else? Instant family is pretty good. Yeah. I always, I liked instant family a lot. Um, But looking down through, you know, entourage, obviously Mark Wahlberg, the gambler, Mark Wahlberg, two guns, pain and gain, broken city, Ted one and two, the fighter. It's all, well, no, okay, take the fire of that, but it's all Mark Wahlberg. You know, Max Payne, The Happening, We Own the Night, Four Brothers. Like, it's all, this guy has a very, you want to talk about Ryan Reynolds and The Rock playing the same character every time? Mark yeah. Wahlberg is kind of like that. Yeah, but when he doesn't play it, is he when he can be the best. <laughs> yeah, I, we're in that age of, I hope actors start to, at least actors that have been doing it for 25 years now, look for different roles that help them branch out a little bit. You know, it helps them change who they are in everyone's eyes. And this one for me at least did that. I, you know, I, I really enjoyed Fathers too. I thought it was an interesting, interesting move for Mark Wahlberg to take on. So yeah, we, I mean it's it's a decent movie that could have been better, and because it could have been better, it's not that good of a movie. <laughs> well, it's a decent idea, but but I mean, couldn't could have been better is a very broad term, because like, okay, is isn't very good. That's a better term, but. Could have been better. I I assigned to like one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Two Towers for me could have been better, and that's that's still an eight or a nine. <laughs> so that's a relative term based on what you're talking about, I guess. But in this instance, I think you just the movie's not as good as it should have been. I think it's no. a better way to put it. Which I guess we should move into scoring it then. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll 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 go first. Okay. There's a lot of things in this movie I like. There's. Okay. Mark Wahlberg as a producer is smart enough to know, like I always say about Kevin Costner is he needs someone to help him to help kind of rein his character in. And Mel Gibson is that he's an older guy. He knows he has the gravitas on screen. He has history of his own. I like the two of them together. I think they offset well, especially his father and son, which is not okay. the first time they've, they've, they've done it. Um, I, I like I, it was a good choice of, of story to tell of, you know, they're, they're choosing a life of a man to tell his story, get it out to the masses. And I appreciate that. I, I do. I think Jackie Weaver was excellent. I think Mel, Mel was great in his role. I think Mark Wahlberg could have handled it a little differently. 
But uh, all that said, some of the scenes were incredibly powerful. This to me is just is a six and a half. Oh, that's where it sits. Wow. It's I think much better than average, but it had the potential. This really had the potential to be an eight or eight and a half if it if it did just a few things a little differently. Wow, uh, I'm going to really surprise you with my score then. Would you so like I think this movie could have been great. Um, I think it is not great. It's not long enough. The acting is superb at times. And there are times where I'm just like, why are we watching this part on the screen? Um, I actually will watch Father Stew eventually for a second viewing so I can see if I can dig a little bit more into it. But like this movie misses the mark for me. Like it ha- it could have a ton of emotion and it does, but not to the very end. And by then it kind of hasn't even earned it to me. Um, now I like the idea of, you know, putting light on somebody like Stuart Long. I think it's an interesting story, and I'm glad somebody told something along that line. But this movie's less than a five. I put this movie at a four and a half. Oh. Because it just doesn't add up. Um, like, the movie we talked about, if you listen to our previous episode, was Fantastic Beast Secrets of Dumbledore. Like, there are so many moving pieces in that movie, and they never quite fit together. This movie doesn't even have any moving pieces like that. It just doesn't seem to add up for me at any given time. And I don't think it's very good because of that. Um, I expected this to be like Oscar bait. It is not. Um, it is middling at best for me. Okay, fair. Fair assessment. Um, I also allow, again, the camera work to me is like, I sure. love it. I, to no, me, that's, that's, it's I it's love very it. good in this movie. It's I, very it's, good. It's an interesting choice. There's a lot of great pieces here. I wanted an eight, or an eight, or I expected a seven minimum out of this movie. But maybe Marlborough's just not there yet in his career where he can do that. Maybe he's just tell the story, tell the emotional story of a guy who had more than his fair share of shit and came out clean on the other end. Maybe he's just not there yet. And he's not, Wahlberg can't be, how old is Wahlberg? He can't be that old, right? He's getting up there. He's, I don't know. He's got, I bet you he's pushing 50. 1971 he was born. Yes, sir. He's 50 years old. Jeez. I had no I thought he was still in his 40s. He's 50. So 20. Yeah, that makes sense. 20 years ago, he would have been in his 30s then. Yeah, that makes 2001 with the Italian job would have been in his 30s. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Um, okay. All right. So, I mean, perhaps if he's not there yet, maybe he'll just never be there. <laughs> I thought he was a lot younger than he was, but interesting born in boston I also i thought he was a philly guy maybe i'm wrong about that too but maybe I'm he's a boston guy a boss okay boston someone else there's oh m night Shyamalan's a philly guy and there's a couple of people but yeah um i think that's where it sits for me it's six and a half so okay i tend to be a little more generous in movies like this and you know that i do so i mean i, I think I, our I, listeners at this point know that too yeah i like the emotional stuff i'm an emotional I'm an emotional guy myself, so I get it. No, like it. I mean, I I, I almost got choked up right at the end when the, the confessional scene or whatever. But like, it, it could have been more. It could have been better. Could have been better. I agree, 100% agree with that. All right, Roger. Well, the second episode is always a little shorter than the first one, so this has been episode 275B of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting things there. Check us out on YouTube. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, it's a big week. We're taking a look at The Northman, 
and the hilarious, what I'm sure is going to be hilarious, the unbearable weight of massive talent. The big meme in on itself of Nicolas Cage. Good. Perfect. In every way. 